Welcome to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. We really think you'll enjoy this week's episode with Dave Wright, the CEO and co-founder of Pattern. If you don't know, Pattern's an e-commerce accelerator based in Utah. Really fantastic company. They really created a category, the e-commerce accelerator category, and you'll get to hear firsthand from Dave himself. Enjoy. So Dave, could would you mind introducing yourself and tell us a little bit about the, the audience, about your company, how it got started, a little bit of the backstory. My background is... Uh has been all in the, the data science, tech, data management world, 100%. And I've landed squarely in the, the retail camp, um, but I've never, you know, up until Pattern, we never sold a widget or even tried to optimize anything on the digital channels. So I guess we came at the problem maybe differently with our expertise than, than someone else might have, you know, we've had to learn, of course, a lot on the, you know, how retail operates, which is no small, which is no small fee as everyone knows. And then uh, we've just brought, you know, the expertise of, of uh, data science primarily, and then, and then tech probably secondarily to the, to the problem of how to optimize it digital channel and essentially overall revenue for a brand. So pattern focuses on the equation. It's obviously um, understating it a bit, but you, you, for the audience, um, you know, what Dave might not tell you is, you know, they are the dominant uh, e-commerce accelerator in the space. Um, I believe you guys even carved out, I, I want to say you developed the category because I wasn't, and I'm a mega nerd and I didn't know about it until, you know, maybe a year ago. So um, you know, hats off, hats off to you all. And thanks for, thanks for joining us. So Dave, can you tell us a little bit around some of the challenges you think the brands are facing in our industry and any thoughts on how they might overcome them? Yeah, I guess, you know, we talked a little bit earlier, Don, um, the, we are experiencing a softening, but you saw the, the overall retail numbers come in and they smashed expectations. Now it's weird to smash expectations with 3% growth, Right which probably isn't real growth because, you know, inflation is, you know, what, 6.2 or so. Right. Um, so we're clearly down, but we aren't in a train wreck situation that, that you know, I guess is, is possible. So I would say um, that I think we were all sitting a little bit too far mm. on the edge of our seats mm. financially, including, including us. Right. Everyone's probably taking a look at this because it's funny because I talked to a home builder and I was like, hey, you know, your market is just falling off the, the map. And he was like, yeah, this is like the sixth time in the last, you know, 15 years for me. Right. But it just complete comes to a complete standstill. He goes, I've been ready for this for a while. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting because in the digital world. We've just had our hair on fire on a rocket ship and it's been a good old, it's been a great time every year. We throw down, you know, huge numbers, everyone slaps on the back and now it slows down a bit and everything just crumbles. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe one thing we all ought to really look at is, you know, the fundamentals, which we've all known of, you know, cash flow mm -hmm. dynamics, you know, growth dynamics 
And then, uh, and then of course, there is a, still a lot to be won out there mm -hmm. in terms of market share, but you're not going to get it anymore by just being there. Right. You got to go earn it. You got to go earn it now. Yeah. yeah. You can't just, you can't just be a participant. You, you really have to, you have your strategy and your choices and your capabilities. Would you say it's fair to say you have to be playing to win in this environment? It's you, oh, yeah. you're not, not going to benefit from throwing up a listing and, and hiring a small team and growing 50 plus percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's been quite a wake up call. You know, Don, there's one concept that I think is creeping in. I'm going to start talking about it a little bit more. And that is, you know, when companies hire their VP of digital or their head of digital or whatever, they hire oftentimes an expert. And he's, he's never an expert, of course, across everything, because no one right. is. So he might be good at some little chunk of that. And then he tries to learn the rest or whatever. Um, I think it's become somewhat problematic because you hire someone who might be good, say, at, you know, influencer. Mm -hmm. They tend to do this huge double down on influencer because it's what they know. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, marketplaces go by the wayside or the opposite or whatever, you know, and, and uh, um, I'm starting to recommend to CEOs that when they're looking for a head of digital, that they get someone who would be like an MBA mm -hmm. grad that isn't super deep technically in any areas of that channel. It's fine if they are, of course, but uh, they're going to have to start leaning on these agencies because if you're really in it, you know, agencies or accelerators or whatever you want to call that whole group, because you just can't compete. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I think of the brands competing with us. You know, I have 200 people who do tech, data science, machine learning. Actually, it's probably larger if you include the, all of our machine learning and data science team. Um, but you got a brand who has maybe a guy or two. Mm -hmm. They will not win, full stop. Like, they just are not going to win. And now those things are becoming apparent because all of a sudden, it's not just hang a listing out there and all of a sudden you grow 20%. You're, you got to be in it to win it. And, and so I think there will be a big shift in the leadership that SVP, VP of digital layer to a different type of thinker. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Uh, you, and you mentioned it just a moment ago that, you know, what Pattern does and you, you, you all have carved out the e-commerce you know, e e accelerator category hats off to, to, to you all, that's hard to do to create a category. Uh, but how does pattern high level differentiate from competitors in the marketplace? Well, you know, at a high level, we just optimize that equation far better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's not by luck, right? You know, we got 200 people and it's all we do. And it's what I was naturally born to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, you know, I wasn't out selling something and then turned into this. That was sort of the, what, you know, we were wired to do from the beginning. So we have that inherent advantage. And it is a game of very small wins. You know, I just saw our new to, some new to brand numbers this morning. We're working on this one brand and they'd been working on some pretty interesting tech. 
And they're new to brand numbers, you know, cost acquisition numbers were like $70. We took the exact same brand, we doubled the number of new to brand people and the cost per acquisition was 28. Hmm. And it's over the last six months since they flipped to, to um, the latest version of our, of our tech stack. And there's no human inter intervention there or even like your best thinking on how to like strategize that. It's right. just, you know, wire up, you know, the machine learning and, and, and go. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it does seem very uh, appropriate, even with what's happening for those listening that aren't, don't know Dave's world as much kind of what's happening. We're seeing with chat uh, GPT and, and AI, it's almost the, you all were ahead of the curve there. And let me actually repeat the formula this time to see, and you added, you switched it up on me. So you added two new uh, levers. So the, the formula traffic price conversion availability lifetime value equals revenue yeah yeah it's it i like to say it is traffic times conversion because it's very intuitive right traffic then you convert that traffic you know times your price and there's a whole bunch of things there that might have to do with people's map pricing and so the price seems like oh i just set that and go but everyone knows that's there's quite a strategy around that yeah and then uh and then product availability which is your whole inventory supply chain that those are um, you know, essentially multiplied. And then you have, you repeat that formula essentially for lifetime customer value. Ah, I like it. I like it. Okay. Awesome. Um, wanted to ask you, Dave, so you all have done a really the last couple of years, a, a bang up job in the, in the U S globally. Um, you know, you really have established yourself and the team based in Utah, beautiful place. What, how are you thinking about future plans for growth and expansion and, and how you all might achieve them? And I love the international because of the equation, right? When you think about traffic and how you get eyeballs, mm -hmm. you know, you're just too limited in the U.S. It's, it's like, it, it's, a, it's a less than a tenth of the eyeballs globe, globally, right? So, um, so far, you know, that has turned out to be true but it's hard as hell right mm -hmm. you know um you have to work for every dollar you get out there but 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 uh, as people go more and more digital the infrastructure you know lands those with a head start i believe will have a massive head start mm -hmm. one that will probably not be overcome by by challenger brands um, so of course that's where our expansion mind is at, you know, largely is, is, is on the international, is on the international footprint. And then of course we just keep watching, you know, one of the things that we're watching closely that is interesting is just the social selling, you know, the platforms to buy, to acquire the product on the, you know, the social platforms themselves, because mm -hmm. they're all trying to get more and more into that. And in China, they've already demonstrated, you know, pretty good success. There were 350 billion going through social selling. Like that would be the equivalent of, you know, making your product purchase on say a Facebook, you know, marketplace or whatnot. But uh, right. I think they, they will make the shift that, that, that is necessary. I think that as you talk to them, they, they already understand that, you know, I, so that's one of those are the two areas that we have our, our eyes on right now. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Last question for you. How would you advise uh, brands thinking uh, about, you, you know, they're looking at balancing customer experience online and profitability? 
you know, some in some areas of CPG or durables, even in private equity, there is a view that e-commerce, the e-commerce channel is dilutive to the aggregate margin. And in some cases that's true, some cases it's not. Any any thoughts on how how you would balance that if you were a, a, a you know a VP of ecom or an SVP of ecom or that type of stakeholder? Yeah, I have some thoughts. I, I of course would you have to do a modeling. It's very situational, right? You know, depending on the, where that you are on the growth curve of the brand and, and some of those things. Of course, you everyone knows this, but then um, I think the key is the unit economics, mm. and it's that curve of unit economics, you start looking at where you start looking at your CAC and you start projecting out your CAC based on, you know, these certain, you know, requirements. And a lot of people quit and they say, oh, the CAC is $80. So therefore it's no good. Um, but if people miss major parts of the equation, like lifetime value, mm -hmm it's not hard to calculate mm -hmm. and it dramatically changes the equation, right? And so um, like a return on ad spend, I just saw one brand we did a study for and the return on, on ad spend was about three, which is okay. Um, mm -hmm. And when, um, when we did it, it was really nine when you included lifetime customer value. So wow. you have to fully load that, um, that, that equation and then you have to model out for the future and then you just don't quit. Like if it's 80 now, maybe that's 80 because of the way you're doing it, but maybe there was be a way to make it 40. Hmm. And if it were 40, you should really invest. But I see brands a lot. It's almost like they, they flipped a bit that they decided that, you know, search, you know, leveraging, you know, Google or influence or whatever they're doing costs $78 to acquire a customer. Hmm. The mm. way they tried it for two years, and yeah. so they're so they say we don't invest in that anymore. It in closing, Dave. Anything you would want to leave the audience with? You, you know, you're thinking about folks that are you know uh, in the e-commerce e digital space in CPG. Any initial thoughts as we all buckle in and get ready for the ride that'll be 2023 before we close out. Oh, gosh, we all just have to hang in there. You know, it's really fun because what we're doing is literally changing the world. Um, not what we're doing per se, but all of us on the digital side, because we don't have to go to the store for everything we need, which is literally shaving hours upon hours upon hours because we can just order it shows up sometimes same day, sometimes next day. You know, that will win because that consumer experience is just so good. Right now, digital is getting thrown under the bus a bit. You know, it's it's funny. We were super hot two years ago. Every digital stock was crazy. And now every digital stock is in the toilet. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, with those waves, you almost have to just live with them. And uh, know that in the long run, the value proposition, the way the world is changing because of what we're doing and the way we're changing our all of our own in personal lives, we know that it is going to last. And so we just hang in there and don't get, like we talked about in the beginning, don't get too far off the edge of your seat because mm -hmm. you could just be swept into the ocean because <laughs> not that you were fundamentally off, but because you just sat too close to the water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you brilliant points, uh, sage advice from one of the smartest people that I know. Dave, thank you for joining. Uh, and for those uh, listening, please be sure to check out Pattern. We'll drop a link to their site and LinkedIn uh, on the on the back of this episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. Mm-hmm.